Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Danny Wade. Danny, welcome. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. And we've known each other for a while now. And I just wanted to bring you on to talk about what it is that you're doing right now and sharing obviously what your your why at some point that will come out in the conversation. But I'm just trying to remember how long ago it was that our paths first crossed. Can you remember? Yeah, I think it's been just over two years. Um, I believe it was the beginning of 2019. Okay. And was it that I was talking at an event? Was it a, a win event, maybe? Yes. Yes, it was a win event. Okay. Yeah, either that or a fielding event, one of the two. <laughs> it could well have been. So either talking about property or talking about podcasting, it was likely to be probably a combination of both because at the time I was working with Dan Holbert and we were doing a lot of talks around the Property Vault podcast in that time frame. So quite possibly that's what it was. Well, welcome to the show. What is it you're up to at the moment, Danny? So at the moment, um, I'm still working full time um, in sales, um, investing in property. I'm a SaaS trustee, so doing some stuff around that. And my main focus for this year is to launch a productivity course that I've been working on for the last 18 months. Wow, that is a lot of effort to go into a course. So it's all going to be an online course, is it? It is, yes. So I've tested the content, did some free versions, done some masterminds since, and and from my one-to-one coaching, have just taken all of that and put it into this nine-module course. So nine modules, and it's taken you 18 months. How long will it take someone to go through this particular course? Well, it's nine modules. I'm thinking like you know, a module a week, ideally, but, you know, as with everything, um, it will be something that you can take at your own pace. But the idea is, is that a module a week that we go through. So at the end of that, you'd be in a much stronger place where you're feeling more in control and in command of your time. So what's this, this particular productivity course focusing on for- So there's a lot in there. So it's not just about time management. Um, You know, that doesn't sound very exciting to anybody. (laughs) Um, So it's really going back to the beginning of, you know, where is your starting point? You know, some people are already fairly organised, some people, but what it always comes down to is where you are with your mindset, I find. So there's a lot of work on that side of things, you know, making sure that your self-belief is where it needs to be, looking at your self-awareness, so really understanding, you know, how you operate best, checking in with your inner dialogue, you know, is that being constructive, are you being kind to yourself, and do you know what you want? So, you know, a lot of focus on understanding your goals, what are you aiming for, why are you aiming for that, how are you going to achieve it, and who can help you? 
but it makes a lot of sense. And that's where is your starting point and an understanding what people want is tough. You know, it, it sounds like a really interesting or not interesting. It sounds like a really easy question to answer. Mm-hmm. And when, when but when I ask my clients, what do you truly want? Oh, my goodness. There's, you know, they know what they don't want. Exactly. <laughs> That's always easier to answer. And sometimes you need to start there with what you don't want. But I find that when it comes to what you want, it's just asking that question, why? You know, well, if that's what you want, why do you want it? And I think, you know, some people say you ask yourself why five times and then you'll get to the real why and the real reason of what it is that you're going for. But I, you know, I don't know if you find this, it actually often comes down to very much the same things. People want to feel in control. They want to feel like they have a choice. They want to feel like they're growing. That's a real need for most. They want to feel like they can have some freedom. They want to have a legacy. It often comes down to the same things for most people. It does come down to the same things, the, the growth of freedom, the legacy, but they all mean very different things and they all they're all actually very different in, in the concepts. So the names of the, the, the broader sort of titles that we use are the same, but what that actually looks like or feels like or, or is like, you know, that they're all very different. Yes, completely. And it is that feeling, is that emotion has to be tied to it for it to really means something and for you to really go for it as well because if it doesn't mean enough then chances are you're not going to push yourself to achieve it so how have you got yourself in this place now have you always been working in, in the area of productivity and coaching no uh, not at all so now I've been in sales for over 21 years now I think and <laughs> um, so sales has been you know I quit college after a few months to do sales full time and it is something that I still enjoy luckily (laughs) however with that environment comes a lot of pressure you know no matter how well you do once you've done that deal kind of you're only as good as your last sale or your last quarter your targets go up every time you do well (laughs) so there's it is always um, been a high pressure environment and I used to think that that was fun. I used to even say that I thrive on it. And I I do in a way still now. I I do thrive on the excitement and, you know, I get bored quite easily. So I guess that's why I ended up in quite a high pressure career. And, you know, looking back, I was reliant on sleeping pills for a very long time at one point. Um, And I would be stressed I was aware that I was stressed but I thought that was you know that was my normal and that's how I operated and it was I guess as I started exploring building up multiple streams of income and then you know becoming a wife becoming a mum and having all of these things going on and whilst I knew I was pushing myself really really hard I kind of thought that I'd be able to, I'll figure it out. And that's always been my attitude is, you know, I'll find a way, I'll figure it out. So when I burned out, 
Um, it was a shock to me. It was a shock to those around me. It was completely unexpected. I, I did. I genuinely did not think that that would happen. Um, I always took lots of holidays um, to make sure that I did have time to switch off. So, you know, I'd at least have a weekend break six times a year. So I, I kind of knew that I needed breaks to recharge and be able to go again. But it did get to the point where it did all just get too much. And what did your burnout look look like for you, Danny? So for me, I describe it like being in a fog and not being able to make any decisions. So yeah, it's hard to put into words actually. Um, so it's yeah, for, for me, it was very much not being able to make any decisions, not being able to function properly. And just feeling like like a zombie, I think, is how I would describe it. Um, Just plodding along and just not having any energy to do anything. Um, And for me, that was something I'd never experienced (laughs) before. So it did hit me sideways and it was... As I say, it took me a while to even admit it to others. And when I did, that they were just as surprised as I was really, because on the face of it, I looked like that person who's got everything together, who's always doing things, and that's just me. But actually, it was a very much needed wake-up call of there's only so many hours in the day, there's only so much you can do, and... Even back then, I would have people coming to me saying, like, how do you do it all? How do you do it all? And whilst on the face of it, I looked like everything was okay underneath, especially hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? <laughs> all of the warning signs were there. I, I wasn't functioning properly at all. How I was managing to get anything done, looking back on it now, and completely setting unrealistic expectations. So whilst... And just feeling like a complete failure, I think that's really important. So whilst on the face of it and to others, it looked like that, you know, things were going well, that I was, you know, doing things and things were moving in the right direction. And, you know, in some eyes, maybe you know, even seen as being successful, I felt like a complete failure on a daily basis. And looking back, I only have myself to blame for that. That wasn't anything that anyone else had done or said to me, it was very much me putting too much pressure on myself and taking on way too much. And you said that a lot of people were shocked to to find out that that was what was happening, that you were suffering from burnout. And and also that you were shocked. You you didn't think that you were susceptible to it. And you said, obviously, with hindsight, you saw the signs. But what were the signs that you were ignoring? not being able to sleep, um, taking, I'm quite a decisive person, um, quite impulsive as well. So I'd gone from that to actually taking a lot longer to make decisions, finding the normal things very, very exhausting and not having the energy or the brain energy. I think for me, it was very much more of a mental energy that had suddenly dissipated and just not having 
I'm kind of having lost my mojo, I guess is one way to put it. Um, yeah, so it, it's the lack of sleep, not having the usual um, get up and go to get things done and just that feeling of complete overwhelm and not being able to, and just, I guess, that feeling of I can't be bothered, which is something that's never happened. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have... I don't have that. There's always something that I want to do. There's always something I want to experience. There's always something I'm aiming for. That will never change. But it's having control of making sure that everything you're going for is very realistic and manageable in the 24 hours in the day that I have available to me and making sure that there's enough downtime within that so that you're recharged and then being able to move on and get back to being you and being able to make those decisions so because you said before that you had that the downtime you had those weekends the six weekend breaks the long holidays to to switch off and recharge but clearly it wasn't switching off and recharging enough so what was the sort of the the method or the the route to beat the overwhelm so for me I'd always been into self-development and admittedly, looking back, when I was looking at who I was following and who I was going after, it was more, I tended to go for more of the messaging of, you know, hustle, work till your eyes bleed. That Those were the sorts of people that I was following. <laughs> and now I don't. That's not what I follow. Um, so I have I made a conscious decision to start instead of just reading the books and listening to the podcasts and all of that. I made a conscious decision to really go that extra mile and start attending the immersive events. So that for me was a game changer. So the first one I went to was Tony Robbins, Unleash the Power Within. Um, highly recommend it. Was a huge game changer for me. I went again the year after. And in between that, I just started looking at other ways that I could have better control of myself and be more self-aware. And it's that level of self-awareness and tuning into yourself. So instead of always looking outwards and aiming for the next thing and you know, forgetting everything that you've achieved and how far you've come, for most, it's something you consciously have to choose to do. And realizing, for me, I think one of the biggest realizations as well is that inner dialogue of why was I so horrible to myself? <laughs> and why did I not know that that's something that everyone is doing to themselves for the most part? And it's that awareness of, you know, okay, potentially at times that inner dialogue did push me to do more and to do better. However, there's just a limit. And if you're constantly in a negative mindset and using negativity to drive you forward, that's only going to get you so far. And you talked about the importance of immersive experiences. What was the difference between absorbing information passively or, or actively reading and, and listening to podcasts to actually being in a space where you are immersed? For me, it's everything, genuinely everything. So, you know, I think the everything else in between helps you to keep that momentum going. 
it's hard to put into words. For me, it was mind-blowing. It was the most phenomenal thing of just a complete reset, a complete recharge. And these experiences go on for a few days and you're just in that place. You've, you know, phones are off, everything's off and you're completely like the energy and being with like-minded people who are also wanting to grow and do better. It's again, really hard to put into words, but it's something that I would highly recommend anyone does. It's for me, it was genuinely life-changing. Um, you know, I think my husband said it was like getting the old Danny back when I came back from the event of just letting so much go of all of the stuff that we focus on that's completely out of our control. And it's just a lot of stuff we know, like, you know, none of this is rocket science. Okay. Admittedly, there were some things that I wasn't aware of. So learning to focus inwards rather than outwards, that inner voice, learning to control that. There's there's a lot of learnings. But then when you look back at it, you're like, none of this is rocket science. <laughs> it's just having that big amount of energy and positive information in the right environment is far more powerful than reading or listening to anything. And it was, you said it was so good that you went back again. What was the, the, the first transition, as you said, you know, you let things go, you you became the old Danny that you, you or the, probably the energised Danny that you said your husband first sort of met. And what, yeah. was, the, what was the transition from the, from the first time to the second time? So the first time I came away, definitely realising that I wanted to get into coaching. I was crystal clear on that. But admittedly, once I started looking into it, I became a little bit overwhelmed with it. And I was thinking, there's so many coaches. Everyone tells you you have to niche. What's my niche? Um, so I just continued. And there were lots of other courses that I did. So, um, you know, NLP, but everything was with a focus of improving myself um, and learning to be nicer to myself as well. So the first one, I went with other people. So the second one, I made a very conscious decision to go by myself. And for me, I got even more out of it that time. You know, I the content was pretty much the same. But as you can imagine, over four days, there's a ton of content. It's really long days. There was I was in a different place. So I took different things away from it. And it was just that boost of energy. I honestly would go every year. It's one of those things where I just think I would no matter where you are, there's always room for improvement and you always need time out to have to surround yourself with the right people. And, you know, I know that you'll resonate with this because we've been to some of the same events. Even if it's just getting the right people around you is really important because that has the biggest impact, no matter how positive you are, no matter how focused you are. If everything around you is not supporting that then you're making life a lot harder for yourself what I'm hearing Danny is is how actually your burnout has really served you 100% yeah it was the best thing that happened because it just forced me to focus on me instead of just continue and it, I think it would have happened it would it would have happened at some point 
Um, you never choose when these things happen. It's never at the best time. <laughs> um, however, in hindsight, it was the one of the best things that happened, if not the best thing that happened. And I think that's the same with everything in life. It's, you know, you can, we've all had horrible things happen, um, you know, whether that's in childhood, whether that's growing up, no matter what, we've all had things that we need to deal with. And for me, I feel that that just gives me even more grit and resilience. So it's changing that dialogue, changing the way you look at those negative experiences and realizing that life's never going to be perfect. So stop expecting it to be you know, you can't control other people's words or actions. And if it impacts you, then yes, that's horrible. But there's always, always something to be grateful for. And there's always a learning of it as well. So one of the things that stuck with me from that first event I went to is if you're going to blame your past for all the negative things, you better be blaming it for the positive things as well. And that has like one of the key things that stuck with me. It's like, yeah, a hundred percent. I wouldn't be the same person I was had I not gone through all of that. Um, and I think that's something that I wish everyone understood. Yeah. So we're not we're not recommending that everybody it needs to have a burnout before they can then <laughs> recognize. <laughs> so we're not advocating that at all. What we what we are looking at is is just. The, the learnings behind all situations, as you say. Now, we talked earlier at the beginning about how a lot of people struggle with what it is they want in life and, and why they want what they want. And we talked about the growth and freedom and legacy. What's your why, Danny? So my why is a mixture of all of those. And I think, you know, as soon as you have kids, then that becomes your biggest why. <laughs> so, but it is, you know, I don't want to be working in a corporate job forever. I'm very, very clear on that. You know, I'm fortunate that I still enjoy being in sales. I still, you know, enjoy the lifestyle that gives you know me and my family. But I want to be in a position 100% to be able to replace that income with other streams so that I can continue to live the life that I want to live. So, that is it. I want to have choice on how I spend my time. I love to travel. I love to experience new things. And I want to be able to be in that position to be to continue to do that. And also the legacy part. So, you know, really instilling not only in my own children, um, you know, that understanding of you're in complete command of your life. But that's what I want to achieve through Beat the Overwhelm program is to reach as many people as possible. I mostly work with entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, but I've got a real passion as well to get that understanding to children as young as possible, you know, make them aware of that inner dialogue, that it's completely normal, but that they can also change the script on that and you know building that self-belief so that it doesn't dissipate as it has done for so many adults you know as we grow up um and focusing inward so all of that is what I'm most passionate about is I guess the mindset element and then it just so happens that you know when it came to me niching for coaching 
it actually became really obvious when one of my coaches said to me, what is it that everyone says to you? And it has always been, how do you do it all? So it's been, you know, looking at how to do that in a healthy way. So not pushing yourself too hard. You need to push yourself, but not too hard. And it's, you know, how can you make life easier for yourself? And one analogy I like to use, how, what decisions can you make today that's going to make life easier for your future self? Because sometimes you don't feel like doing things, but then think about how you'll feel tomorrow or next week or next month or in a few years. And you'll be grateful that you did push yourself forward because that's going to afford you a better future. And you also said that you felt like you were a complete failure, even in this period where you were excelling. You felt like you were a failure every day. What was the reasons behind that? So the main thing is, is that it was having completely unrealistic expectations of myself. And I don't mean that, you know, my goals were too big. But what I find with goal setting is if you just keep focusing on the end goal, and it's important to do that, and it's important to assign emotions for that to help you get there what you actually need to be focusing on on a daily weekly monthly basis is what's the next step that you need to take and breaking that down and one of the biggest things is you know the power of three so on a daily basis do not have more than three must-dos for today what's going to make today a win and making sure that there's no more than three things on that list because that for me is where I felt like a failure because I'd be like, right, I'm going to do all of these things today. And the list was so ridiculous. I had zero chance of achieving it. And therefore, I felt like a failure every day. And when I switched that to what's going to make today a win, focus on those three three things, make sure they get done, then you, you know, finish the day winning. And that gives you more momentum and you finish the day feeling successful instead of like a failure. And that just, it's an addictive feeling and so you repeat that and that for me the power of three works on your priorities for this week your priorities for this month your priorities for this year always working in threes so that it's all very manageable with gratitude being grateful for three things you know whatever you do if you're building new habits don't try and build more than three at a time it all needs to be manageable and that's where I went terribly wrong, which led to me feeling like a failure. And you say do it in threes. I, I know that there's a, a sort of a, a way of remembering things and, and we often speak in threes and it's, it's a, a very well-known model to use, but to apply it to all the other areas as well, it makes sense. Yeah. And it it is, I think that's one of the biggest things that changed was just not making that to-do list so long and it's so easily done even when I started the journaling and I had my space for my three things it would go to five it would go to six (laughs) and I'd have to catch myself and you know remind myself at the end of the day why weren't those things done because it wasn't even realistic to start with. So how are you starting to infiltrate this into your the language of your children? Um, so luckily um, in the school system now, there is a lot more focus on growth mindset and on language. So it's getting there. I, I do feel like there's still a long way to go. Um, and I think there needs to be more support for the teachers and the parents to 
help the children because that environment at school, that environment at home is, you know, it's all well and good doing one lesson on it or one session on it, but it needs to be fundamental in, and it needs to be underlying in every subject and everything they do. So with my children, you know, it's just become my language, (laughs) which, you know, when they're young, they, they do just copy that. So it's with everything, you know, if they say they can't do something, they'll usually correct themselves and say yet. Um, you know, if they, or sometimes they do feel stuck. And so it's just asking them a question. So instead of telling them how to do it, asking them how they think they can figure it out or what they need to do. So it's making them as self-sufficient as possible and giving them all of those tools and learning how to, you know, they're, they're very aware of others' emotions. And they say, oh, well, you know, this person reacts this way. When that happened to me, I didn't react that way. And, you know, just having that conversation of everyone's different and everyone's allowed to react and feel things in different ways, but you don't need to take that personally. And even if someone's being horrible to you, you know, my my mindset now has completely changed of usually my initial reaction is, oh, you know, what must they be going through to have reacted that way? But that takes a lot of training. So I'm hoping <laughs> that is rubbing off as much as possible. Um, but I think you, you never realise how far you've come because all of this is so natural now in the way that I think. And it's only when I take time to look back to how I would have reacted before all of this knowledge that you actually realise the shift. It's a frustrating journey to go through at the time of life that we've gone through this. And it would have been fab to have known lots of things, you know, before. And it is the understanding now that to to help others to be more aware, to have that self-awareness, to to have the knowledge and and the the tools, as as you describe them, of of being more self-sufficient from an earlier age so that that inner dialogue changes sooner. What is your plan what's the big mission so my mission is like it is to help people feel in command of their lives and I think that in a one if I had to put it in a one-liner that would be the one-liner is you know and just that having that realistic perspective and view on life that you know the course is called beat the overwhelm how overwhelm is always going to be there and it's usually signaling something to us so it's just raising those levels of safe self-awareness so that you can make really confident decisions in moving forward and things aren't always going to go to plan you know life's going to happen things are going to happen you're going to get knocked off course but it's how do you equip yourself so that you get up quicker each time and you take the learnings and you move on and you have the energy to keep going. So knowing that you said that your sort of highest value is choice in terms of how you spend your time, how are you spending your time right now? So it's very much split. So obviously I still have a day job. <laughs> it's sales, so it's not necessarily nine to five. But every day is different in that. You know, sometimes I do have a bit more time. Um, I invest in property. So we've got buy-to-let, looking at getting into serviced accommodation. 
I'm a SAS trustee, so I've taken control of my pension and I'm investing that to grow that for our future. Doing the coaching and another non-negotiable for me is exercise. So for me, I know that if I'm just a much nicer person, <laughs> I've done some exercise. So I'm typically in the gym five, six days a week. And obviously as much time with my husband and kids. You know, it sounds like a lot. So my focus is always quality over quantity. I don't have the quantity of time to spend on any one thing that, you know, I'd love more time to spend on all of that. I'd love more time. So it's how do I focus? And it is making sure that, you know, whether it's time with the kids or time with my husband or I'm in the gym or on the day job, I'm focused in on that task I'm in the moment so that's it's as good as it can be and it allows me to then move on and focus on the next thing yeah because you you mentioned about the focusing on the next steps and often you can be focused on what the next steps are that you actually then ignore being present in the moment it's a it's a bit of a catch-22 that one <laughs> yeah it can be so it, yeah it's for me it's planning ahead as much as possible so I tend to plan out three months ahead things like holidays get planned out a year ahead um, so I am very much and all of that makes it easier so one of the things that people always ask about is how do I avoid distractions how do I say no to things and it's the saying no came up a lot during the masterminds and it's so much easier to say no if you've already got your diary filled up filled up even if it's a placeholder, if someone asks you to do something, you say, oh, actually, I might be doing this this weekend. Can I get back to you? It's just a lot more natural rather than feeling bad for saying no to something. It's how do you want to live your life and taking control of that instead of allowing too many other things to come in and disrupt it? Well, I'm with you on that. And I just think it's fabulous that you are well, you, you have invested your time over the last 18 months to pull together this program so that you can help others to avoid the overwhelm and, and to beat the overwhelm if they, if they are in the, in the midst of it. How will people get in contact with you, Danny? Um, so if you go on to beat the overwhelm, whether that's on Instagram, Facebook, or the website is beattheoverwhelm.com and it is just .co not .com or .co.uk and then yeah you'll be able to find all of my information on those channels. Well it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and thank you for reaching out and and sort of taking the time to to speak to people today. I'm sure there will be value in in what you've shared today in people's self-development in their self-awareness just making sure that it comes top of the list it's so important so thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> Have you got some final words for the audience, please, Danny? Um, it's I just say be kind to yourself. Is just you know think of ways that you can make time for yourself. It's one of the first things to go, especially if you're caring for other people. Um, is just learning to put yourself first and care about your own outcomes and care about yourself a little bit more than others <laughs> because it's we have a tendency to put everyone else first at the detriment to us. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. 
I'm Amy Rowlandson, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrollinson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.